I've decided to record an instant reaction podcast to the Yankees who, I mean, basically lost the division tonight. I'm doing so while driving out of City Field because I'm a schmuck, because I'm a moron. I decided to go to City Field on the first day of my vacation. I decided to do that to watch the Mets. I decided to do it to watch Jacob DeGrom, you know, do what he normally does, pitch well and lose. But here's what's pissing me off. I'm driving out of the parking lot right now. And literally not one human being will move as I'm driving in the street out of the parking lot. Not one person will freaking move. They, they're acting like there is no car behind them. There is nobody trying to get out. I'm just a pariah. I mean, who the hell is this guy actually trying to drive his car out of a parking lot? And finally, I just saw it, a security guy is trying to convince people, hey, maybe you should get out of the way. This poor schmuck's trying to leave the ballpark. I mean, Met fans are the worst. I'm convinced. I know they suck. Trust me. I just sat here for the game. Get out of the goddamn way. Let me leave. Anyhow, as I was sitting at City Field, I set my iPad up to watch the Yankees. I politely asked everybody uh, permission around me if I could watch the New York Yankee baseball game. They were all very kind. First of all, Brett Gardner gets hit in the first inning, whatever it happens. I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, you should celebrate it because you actually had a base runner. Severino coming up and in on Mookie Betts was awesome. I don't think there's one Yankee fan that complained about it. And throughout the show, I did today with Chris Moore, throughout the rest of the radio station, Jody, CMB, I heard a sporadic amount of Yankee fans, and they've said this for a long time, I don't blame them, who basically said, hey, you got to come up and in. You got to own the inside corner. So I loved it right out of the gate, and it felt in a weird way like the Red Sox stole the moment because Alex Cora, who's a god in Boston right now, comes out, argues because the warnings were issued, and it electrified Fenway Park. So here are the Yankee fans probably in the moment so excited. Here's a guy coming up and in. He does it against the Red Sox best or second best player. You take your pick. And it really turned into a whole Red Sox thing. And the Red Sox responded. Even though Mookie Betts, I think he grounded out to third, if memory serves correct. Think about what happened right after that. The Red Sox offense hits you a little bit of a spark against Luis Severino. They jump out to the early lead. And here's the concerning thing about this whole situation. And there's a lot of concerning things. First of all, they've lost three in a row. Second of all, they're playing with their head up their rear end. That's continued even today with just little mistakes. You know, Glaber Torres not making that play on the ground ball that made it 4-1. to one. Even if you're not getting the out at first base, I know it's difficult. You're on the outfield grass. You got to feel the ground ball. You got to make that play. But the number one concern out of this, it's not even the offense, which I'll get to in a second. It's Severino. And I guess you give him credit for fighting to get through and pitch into the sixth inning. That's great because the Yankees desperately needed innings from their starting pitching. But the guy's not getting swing and misses. The guy is not dominating anywhere near what he was doing early in the season. And a part of why you look at the Yankees as such a dangerous team, part of it, not all, is having that legitimate ace. And over the last five starts, he hasn't been that guy. Was he a disaster today? No, I wouldn't say he was a disaster. He wasn't Jonathan Holder. He gave them some semblance of competence, but... He is just a far cry from the guy that was a legitimate Cy Young contender. And if they're going to be in the wild card game, which it certainly feels like right now, I mean, do you have a lot of confidence in Luis Severino? It's tough. And the number one thing is the swing and misses. He's just not getting them. I mean, look at his line today. He struck out two guys. He walked three guys, so that control isn't the same. He's not 
even nearly the same electric guy he was early in the year. And offenses are going to have days like today. And that's not an excuse because this was not a good day for that to happen. But that happens over the course of a baseball season. Rick Porcello is the type of guy, and I've always said this about him, where he can come out and pitch eight scoreless innings and look like the best pitcher in baseball. He can get his ass kicked. And he's had that happen. I mean, you look at his season, he has a lot of performances like that. He was brilliant today. I mean, it was a Greg Maddox-like performance. He's barely thrown any pitches. I know they actually hit him hard in the ninth inning, and there were actually some at-bats where they hit him hard. It just happened to be right at guys, usually Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field. But that's not the long-term worry. The long-term worry is Severino. The long-term worry is, is he the guy you even want on the mound on a wild-card game? Because I'll tell you this right now, if Tanaka pitches well Sunday night, you could bet your ass most Yankee fans are going to be sitting here Monday morning saying, I want Tanaka pitching that game. Now, there's a long way to go before we get there. We have all of August. We have all of September. Let's see how Severino pitches. Let's see how Tanaka pitches. But here are the facts. Winning the American League East is becoming an unrealistic proposition. That's what's happening right now. Because... Even though I've been screaming and yelling the Red Sox will eventually cool off, and maybe they will, I don't ever know if it's going to be enough because of the hole the Yankees are now putting themselves in. This four-game series was a series that either at minimum they needed to split, which they can still do, granted, or B, they needed to gain ground. And now you just have this sick feeling if you're a Yankee fan that you're looking at the Boston Massacre reverse. That's the way it feels right now. When you look at the uncertainty of the Chance Adams game, I know you feel good Sunday, but you never know. I mean, if the Red Sox have won the first three games, maybe David Price is actually relaxed. You know, maybe he isn't the typical human batting practice machine because all of a sudden the, the Red Sox have a big lead in the division. They're going for the kill. You never know. And the one thing you don't want to do is relax David Price because David Price is a good pitcher. He's just terrible against the Yankees. But you look at tonight's game, on every level, this was a disaster. From the Severino aspect, from the, hey, let me pitch up in, and basically you get nothing out of it, to the offense doing absolutely squat, besides Miguel Andujar, who hits the home run, to the fact that the team looked lifeless again. And I know it's easy to look lifeless when you're not hitting. It's just, it's a bad reflection of this manager. And... It's weird. He got very defensive when he was asked about, do you need to speak to this team? Very defensive. Now, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. None of us do. But here's the bottom line. You are judged based on performance. You are judged based on the way your team looks, based on the energy of your team, based on the way your team plays. And the reaction over the last three games has been awful. It's been awful. Starting with the Oreo game, continuing with the way he handled his bullpen and all the little mistakes they made in the first game of this series. I mean, I was trying to go through them today, filling in for Boomer and Geo. I think I got to five of them. I think there were eight or nine. And some of them small. Some of them you could argue, yeah, but did it really impact the game? Well, maybe it didn't. But the last thing you want to see from a team that needs to win baseball games to win this division, that needs to pick it up after the debacle against the Orioles, is the kind of head up your rear end baseball and it continued today and now what's scary is that you don't want to go to that wild card game well too often 
You don't want to do it too often because it's a risky proposition. I mean, last year, they played a Minnesota Twin team that clearly they're better than. And despite what the Oakland A's have done over the last 40 games, the Yankees are better than the Oakland A's. That's fine. But that one game is scary. And fair or not, if the New York Yankees season ends at Yankee Stadium losing a game to the Seattle Mariners or a game to the Oakland Athletics, it's a disaster. It is what it is. It would become a disaster whether they win 95 games or 105 games having your season end with what isn't even really a playoff game. You know, it's funny. And I say that from experience. I say that from the 2016 game. It, it never even felt as if the Mets were really in the playoffs. Did it really feel like the Yankees were in the playoffs in 2015 when Dallas Keuchel walked into their building and pitched a hell of a game? It never felt that way. It's almost a Fugazi playoff game. And you just don't want to be in that position. And right now, let's be realistic. I'm not one to just panic after a loss or two losses. I'm just looking at the realism of the math and the way the Red Sox have played this season and everything in between. Is it realistic that the Yankees can come back and win this division? I mean, they've got to get real hot, and it's got to start now. It's got to start with winning the final two games of this series, and it's got to continue through their soft part of their schedule, and maybe the Red Sox will actually cool off. Maybe it'll happen. But right now, winning the division just feels so unrealistic. And look, it sucks. I mean, the Red Sox are having a dream season. And I still look at them pound for pound, and I see a very good baseball team. Do I see a 110-win team? Do I see a team that, boy, I'm going to put them on the pedestal of some of the greatest teams of all time? I don't see it. And, hey, think about this. The Red Sox are dealing with a ton of injuries. Xander Bogarts hasn't played in this series. Forget Pedroia is even really a Red Sox anymore at this point. Chris Sale was supposed to pitch the opener. He doesn't pitch the opener. They trade for Ian Kinsler. He leaves this game with a hamstring issue. Blake Swihart, not to make a big deal out of him, he gets hurt. Rafael Devers is on the DL. So they're not even letting the injuries affect them. And by the way, you know me. I'm a sucker for the complete game. I think the complete game is still awesome. As I'm watching Craig Kimbrell warm up for that ninth inning, and you knew Porcello was staying in the game. How could he not at 78 pitches? But the idea that the Red Sox were going to give Porcello what? He gives up a hit, they're going to take him out? I mean, the guy, the guy the guy, was cruising. There were two base runners against him all freaking day. And, and it's funny because the Yankees hit the ball hard, hard against him in the ninth inning. The two fly balls to center field. One was a line drive. The other one was hit to the warning track. And even the Gardner play was a well-struck ground ball, and they positioned him perfectly. But... I'm watching this game thinking, are they really going to take Rick Porcello out? How could they do that with such a low pitch count? But, hey, give him credit, man. The guy pitched a hell of a game. I still don't trust him. I still look at him as a guy who he gives up eight runs in two innings. It wouldn't stun me. He's had that kind of year, but it's mostly been good, obviously. And the Red Sox are doing what they need to do. And they look like they're on their way to winning the American League East. And the garbage I watched at City Field. I mean, geez, Jacob DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom has as many hits as his, the rest of his teammates combined, and he has as many hits as the Yankees. And he drives in a run. And he gives you, oh, yeah, eight innings, two runs. But because he screwed up giving up back-to-back -back doubles to Acuna and Albies, he gets another loss. He's 5-7. and seven. Oh, my God.
I mean, this poor son of a bitch. This poor son of a bitch. What more do you want from this guy? And I don't know why I'm going. Yeah, I tweeted that today. I don't know why I'm going, especially because I'm cruising home right now. I'm right now, as I'm talking, I'm on the uh, the Whitestone. So I got to the Whitestone pretty quickly. You know, considering a few minutes ago I was bitching about how nobody would get out of my way as I'm trying to leave the parking lot. So getting out of here is easy. But it took me an hour and 20 minutes to get to this ballpark as a Friday traffic. And I do it because of Jake. Jake, if you're listening to this podcast, I do it for you, bro. I do it for you. And I hate all of your teammates. I hate all of them. I hate the fact that I had to watch Jose Reyes today, even though he actually made some really good defensive plays at second base. That double play was tremendous. The diving stop, Batista makes the throw. That was great. But the offense hates him. The offense hates Jacob DeGrom. And this poor bastard is going to finish under 500 and potentially have an ERA sub two. You can't make it up. Anyhow, this has been a... A little, I'm driving home from City Field, but I watched the entire Yankee game, Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm on vacation for the next week. I don't honestly know if I'm going to pop out a podcast during vacation. I probably shouldn't. It's probably not healthy. I probably need a mental break, especially with all the the -the off-the-field garbage that's happened over the last few weeks, as I think everybody knows about. But either way, if I record another podcast, great. If I don't, I'll speak to you the Monday I return at 10 a.m. Yankee fans, keep your chin up. At least you're going to play a playoff game, even if it's a Fugazi playoff game. See y'all later.